All of us want to be at the top of our game. It's a challenge though. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed. Sometimes we feel like we're not prepared. We're not ready for the game. Well, I'll tell you, I've got someone here today who is a remarkable individual. And I truly mean remarkable. As entrepreneurs, we've got a lot of energy. We've, we work with a lot of people who help us have energy so that we can be fully engaged in everything we can do. But Jeff Spencer, my guest, is a remarkable individual. He's, he's a former Olympic athlete. He's uh, had the, worked in the eight times the Tour de France, uh, winning team doctor. And he's been involved. I mean, this is just a huge number. 40 plus Olympics. I'm not even sure I've watched that many on TV, let alone played the role of the Olympics, the world national and Tour de France champion. So, I mean, somebody at an extremely high level. And the reason why I've invited Jeff to be with us is that entrepreneurs, we have to be at a high level. And Jeff's going to share with us the framework so we can be fully engaged and really accelerate our success. I'm John Bowen. We're at AESNation.com. You do not want to miss this episode. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Jeff Spencer, I am so excited to have you here. Uh, you are a remarkable individual. Well, I appreciate the confidence, John, and very much look forward to our conversation. Thanks for the invitation. Well, you're, we're both in a uh, mastermind group with Joe Polish and uh, uh, Dan Cashel, one of Joe's right hand, you know, really runs the place. Uh, recommended very strongly I, I have the opportunity to meet you and and we just have met and uh, I know we're going to be in the mastermind together and I'm excited and I'm looking at all the material on the web and everything you've done and it was kind of like whoa I, I didn't have enough time to you know do the full introduction but before we go in because I mean you, you've created something you call the champion blueprint and and really with the experience you've had both being uh, you know, an a Olympic athlete. I shouldn't have said former. I mean, you are an athlete. You continue to be that athlete. And working with so many talented individuals, you've created a blueprint that I, I know it resonated with me as an entrepreneur that I want to be fully engaged. I want to be the best I can be. I want to achieve great things, but I also want to be able to do it in a way that I can have a great life. And you've done that. And, you know, making that future always bigger. I mean, that bigger and better future that we're all looking for. But, but I'd like to get the background. I mean, uh, you know, Dan gave me some, Joe gave me some, but I'd like to get your background. And I want to share you with everyone out there. So, you know, why don't you go ahead, Jeff, if you would, and, and just, you know, kind of how did you, uh, you know, get to this point? Well, when I was seven years old, I was just this amazingly industrious kid, and I used to get up in the morning at around 4.30 or 5 o'clock. It was dark whenever it was, and I'd go outside with my little black baseball bat, and i hit the ball up and down the street by myself while everybody else slept, and I just thought the coolest thing ever would be to be an Olympian and be able to march into the Olympic Stadium and make that right turn in the Parade of Nations. So uh, being just an Olympic crazy kid, I, I noticed something very interesting, is that the biggest and the baddest and the guys on paper that should win didn't. And the guys that looked like they shouldn't win did. 
And I found that very fascinating, and I wasn't sure why that was, but I wanted to know what the answer to that was. So then when I was 12, I competed in my first national championship as a cyclist, and I, got, I won every race in the national championship, and I got second because I got disqualified by the winner's uh, uncle, who was the head judge. So I got my first introduction <laughs> to New York cycling politics. So that being said, the next year I won my first uh, championship without getting disqualified. And the next year when I was 13, my parents got divorced, and that was the last time I saw my father. And I found out 30 years later that my father died homeless as a genius on the streets of New York City. So I got another glimpse of what the differences between those who can and do and those who can't was. And it wasn't about will and talent because my dad had plenty of both. And it wasn't about technique and it wasn't about technology because his will, his talent, his technique, and his technology did not save him. So I realized that there's something else there. And the silver lining to that very, very difficult and challenging period for me was the mentors that I had that were non-denominational, that came from the worlds of sport, business, uh, entertainment, and life itself. And they were iconic, and they shared with me every one of their secrets on how they became who they were. And I saw the pattern a second time where they didn't have the best pedigree. They didn't graduate from the best institutions. But once again, they were always first in line to grab the opportunity when the other people were still scrambling just to get in line. So I saw that. They also had the difference that I had seen in the Olympians that shouldn't win that did win the gold medal. And so as a result of their mentorship, I became an Olympic cyclist. One of my great visions as a kid was to become an Olympian, which I did become, and I owe everything to them because of that. And as a result of that, um, I also went to the University of Southern California on an educational opportunity scholarship because when my mom and my dad got divorced, we went on welfare. And uh, that was a very difficult period for me as well. Um, so I graduated with a bachelor's and master's degree in sports science from the University of Southern California. So I knew what it took to craft a body that was capable of performing at the highest level, but also have staying power. And as a result of that, I got a lot of interest from a lot of people in the business and sports world on how do I become my own champion and how do I develop the capacity to stay in the game for the long term. And so I worked in that world for quite a long time and I got asked a lot of questions about injury management and health management. So I went back to school and became a chiropractor so that I could address injury prevention and management and also deal with uh, wellness care for the business person. So I became really an expert in all of those areas. I was uh, 2004 International Sports Chiropractor of the Year. So as a result of being knowledgeable about performing at the top, understanding what's required for a body to be able to perform over the long term, and having the ability to get and stay well, I gained entry into the lives of just some of the most massively uh, accomplished performance uh, performers of our time and so as a result of that I was able to see that there were eight different steps that virtually every prolific performer went through to develop the capacity to be able to create predictable results and be able to prevent preventable problems from occurring cool. and the big discovery was is that the gap model meaning that if you want it bad enough and you work hard enough and you got the best plan and you think big enough thoughts you're going to close the gap and I found that that wasn't true because there's plenty of people that work hard my dad had plenty of will and talent it didn't save them so I knew that the gap model was archaic even though it's a popular and common word and I saw that the gap was its own living breathing entity that needed to be managed so it became a vessel that held the dream and reality 
to usher it through life's minefield to manifestation. And that was the origin of the Champions Blueprint that I've used successfully to help others win over 40 plus World Olympic Tour de France National Championships and also uh, uh, have and experience the same level of success in business. So to me, it's not about the discipline, it's about how you can step into the world of greatness and how you can take a great plan and manifest oh, it. No, Jeff, that's, uh, you know, it's an amazing story. I mean, you know, certainly starting with life intrudes, uh, you, know, I, you know, all of us have fathers and, you know, that is just a tough story. And, and, and we see, you know, uh, talent and uh, genius going unrewarded all the time. And, and that's one of the reasons why I know it's passion for you. And it, it really, for many entrepreneurs is, we, we see that over and over again, and, and it's not the smartest entrepreneurs. It's not the most athletic. It's, it's those who have the processes, the systems in place, and surround sure. themselves with the, the right teams to really empower. It's just amazing. And, and you know, hearing, uh, I mean, the uh, you know, USC is certainly a great school. Uh, I, I actually, I didn't tell you this. I, I did. I worked in sports for a while as well, but on the finance side. So I, yeah. we bought a bunch of sports agencies. So I, I saw the, 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 the I, I represented a lot of the very yeah. high-paid athletes along yeah, the me way. Too. Yeah. yeah, no, and you did too. Well, they had yeah. the only way they got high-paid is they made it through you first before. <laughs> So, That's a secret weapon. Yeah, no. Right. You, well, and, and, and the talent, and, and it was just, yeah, I had such a hard time telling the difference between when you met someone, yeah. you know, the initial take, you know, boy, this individual's got unbelievable talent, but there's just that missing ingredients that you totally. put together, the champion blueprint. So I, I want to walk through this because as entrepreneurs, you know, none of us have gotten out of life unscarred. I mean, we know this over and over again. You know, we, we, we have to rise to the occasion. There's different things on different levels, you know, both, you know, starting from the very beginning through our family life. Uh, you know, there's a few of us have been blessed that everything was perfect, but I'm not, I haven't met anybody yet that has that. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Yeah. And so, you know, we are where we are and, you know, you're a successful entrepreneur and, and the ability to achieve what's important to you, you know, not somebody else's goal, but what's important to you is there. And what I wanted, to, you know, Jeff, you to share with us is let's walk through your blueprint, because I think this is just such a powerful process where we can identify a, a systemic way to really achieve what is important to us. And why don't we kick it off, you know, where the first thing you, you start talking about legacy and, you know, geez, I. You know, why do you start with legacy and what does that mean? Well, when I talk about legacy, um, I'm not just talking about a uh, retroactive tabulation of life successes done at life's end because that doesn't serve anybody any useful uh, means of learning anything through the process. So, and what I found is that when people develop a legacy statement in advance, it puts them at the end of the race and they can decide, is this really how I want my life and my race to end? And if it's not how you want it to end, then you still got time to be able to decide what you want it to be and make the corrections to be able to manifest that reality. And the importance of a legacy statement is that when you have a legacy statement, it acts as an integrity filter that every decision that you're exposed to can be run through that keeps you in integrity through the entire process. And that creates coherence in the system. So all parts of your team, all parts of your life, all parts of your decision making have a coherence that boosts your output to a transcendent level, often called the zone. 
No, it's great. And I mean, I find, you know, many of entrepreneurs know, you know, having clarity of purpose is just so powerful. And that's what you're talking about here. And once we have that, though, then, you know, I love the second, we're, we're creating a vision. Okay. And wh where is that taking us? Well, vision is extremely important because, and when I talk about vision, I'm not talking about some elusive concept that's outside our reach, but I'm really talking about a possibility that's not yet manifest. And becoming an uncensored possibility thinker is really not a skill that we learn naturally. It's something that we have to cultivate and maintain through its application. And the reason why having a very solid vision about our future is that it gives us clarity to be able to be certain about a purpose so that we have a reason to get up to. And I'm a big fan that if you don't have a reason that you're passionate to get up to, then you really need a complete life review. Because without that, then there is no, no motivation to be able to create a life of distinction and also create a memorable legacy. I know, and I, I totally agree. I mean, I see that over and over again. The, you know, the most successful entrepreneurs I have the privilege of working with, really the most successful individuals are very clear. They have a vision. They know what it's going to be. That, and it's a long-term vision. It doesn't have to be next week. It, they're working towards something right. that... You know, they don't pull the covers over. They're up, you know, at the at at the yeah. break of dawn doing something they love. They don't count it as work. It is, you know, that realization of the vision becomes Sorry. so important to them. So we've got legacy, we have vision, we're getting really clear. And you know, as entrepreneurs, this is this is pretty easy to think about, but we're you know, we gotta then there's a the next step you have is mindset. And this is one of to me. You know, boy, I've, I've seen so many people get rah-rah on, okay, I'm going to leave a legacy. I'm going to do something really important. I'm going to make, you know, Steve Jobs' term, den in the universe. And I'm going to, I've got this clear vision of how I'm going to do it. And then they lose steam at that point. How do they have the mindset to, to actually make this begin to work? Well, when I talk about mindset, you know, I'm not talking about a perfect IQ. I'm not talking about better, better mantras or positive thinking. I'm really talking about an active real-time capacity to be able to identify life's opportunities and seize and capitalize on them and also avoid life's worst potholes. And the most important thing for me, John, that people understand is that there's two sides to our human nature. And part of us is fear-based. It's based on survival. And it will do anything to survive, but it doesn't serve us well in terms of long-term abundance. And then there's a second side of our human nature that has this incredible will and desire to make contribution and create a life of distinction. And the reason why I say that there is a, a genetic drive to succeed is that I've literally, I've never met a person that could wait to get up and fail. I've never seen it. And it's like we need to acknowledge the fact that there's this battle 24 hours a day that we fight against ourselves, meaning that there's part of us that wants to survive, but it doesn't know how to succeed. And it gets first dibs because it's high-speed biology and it's based on survival, which I'm glad we all have, but it doesn't serve us well over the long term. So we have to put in front of it another standard of decision-making that the champions have proven leads to continual serial success. And unless we keep this intact by maintaining these principles, then once again, our fear-based survival instincts moves to the foreground and controls the conversation in our mind that makes the decisions that keep us small. And it's a battle that we have to get used to. You never get over it. You just get better at fighting it. Well, and I, I think that's a real important point because some of us, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, we, we self-doubt enters our mind. 
And yeah, which, uh, which you should. I mean, that's normal. But we just need to know what's different, what the difference is. Well, and that's a, that's a point I wanted to make and reinforce yeah. that you said, Jeff, is that it is normal. I mean, it's okay. You know, matter of fact, if, if you have no self-doubt, then you're probably missing something terrible. <laughs> yeah. I you're mean, not reaching hard enough. Well, you're going to get, get a little outside of your comfort zone here because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's too easy. Okay. So we've got legacy, vision, mindset. The next one is bass. What are we talking about? Well, we're not talking about basement or bass guitar, but what we're talking about is having an adequate resource inventory of personal knowledge and skill, but we also need the materials like time, space, team, resources, financing, etc., to be able to safely and effectively make the climb to the top. And no responsible champion ever begins a process without having their plan plus the resource inventory properly vetted. Now, this is great. I, I look at it as kind of the foundation you're talking about here. It is. That, yeah, do the self-assessment that, you know, so often in, in business, we're so busy doing it, doing it, doing it, that we never take a step back and do that self-assessment or bring in other professionals to help us think this through and taking that inventory, as you're saying, Jeff. And then once we have that, you know, we kind of know where we are. I mean, it, it, it lines up because we now know the vision. We've got something, but usually between that base and that vision, and there's a little bit of a climb. How does that come together? Well, step number five is really called the climb. And when I talk about the climb, I'm, I'm not talking like I'm going crazy. I'm climbing the wall. Somebody get me out of here. Even though I think we've all felt like that a million times. I'm really uh, talking somewhat along the lines of Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours in his book, Outliers, that it takes to develop the capacity to be able to perform at a level consistent with our ambitions and our goals. And uh, during the climb, uh, this is where we kind of uh, get our street smarts. This is where we get battle hardened by actually applying our skills in real time when, uh, when, it, when it counts. And the climb is a very uh, difficult period only in a sense that this is where people are most likely to doubt themselves and give up. And they need to certainly understand that in the climb, there will be a reality check in the climb where they face for the very first time the reality of perhaps how difficult the process will be to be able to get to their ambition. And it's really critical here, John, that people don't mistake that reality check of, my God, what did I do here, is being a sign that they're incapable of greatness and abundance. It's just a sign that this is how long it's going to really take, and they've never faced it before. But a lot of times people misinterpret this, and this is where they unfortunately give up. And that's a tragic thing to see and should never happen. And that's the reason why everybody needs to have an advisor that tells them in advance what's coming so they're not taken by surprise by some of the things that generally people talk themselves out of unnecessarily. And, you know, what I see so often, Jeff, is, you know, I mean, I'm visualizing I'm living on California and we've got some nice mountains here and, you know, they're, they look smooth in the distance, but there's a lot of peaks and valleys along yeah. the way. And as entrepreneurs or athletes, I mean, I've had the privilege of working with athletes as well. I mean, it's amazing the bumps in the road that they have, uh, even the people at the top of their games and the, the same with entrepreneurs. And, and it's really letting that feedback, and, and I agree, working with somebody alongside you, sometimes we get so close to the issues of either our team or you bring a coach or a mentor you have that can you know, ideally walk the walk before you so that they've gone through those valleys and they understand this stuff. It can be life-changing. 
Well, there's no question about it. It's like no one wins alone. It's not possible. And that's why it's important in the base that you develop a team that also includes your advisors that give you the counsel as to how do you interpret the process that you're going through so that you don't talk yourself out of things that could be very beneficial for Well, there's a, a, a psychiatrist that I interviewed, Ned Howell. He's a best-selling author, a great friend, and he, he's in 25K too as well. And, and uh, w one of the things he says, and it's very similar to what you just said, Jeff, he says, never worry alone. And, you know, sometimes yeah. we don't realize the power of group and we think we're the only one that has this challenge. And and boy, you know, there, there's, you know, there's obviously friends and family that will be supportive, hopefully for you. But there's also professionals that have done it before or know how to do it that can help you there on that climb. OK, so now we're, you know, we're climbing. We're at elevation number six. You know, well, let me explain that. a little bit about the climb, too. It's like the goal should be when you begin the process of actually going boots on the ground is that your first goal should be to create a breakout, and that's where you perform for the first time at a level consistent with what's required to perform at your best. And what happens a lot of times is that people misinterpret the breakout as being an arrival actually at the top, where it's actually not. You're really only a one-act wonder. So when you've had your first real major success, whatever that is, let's say you have your first six-figure month and you're all elated, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've arrived. So step six is all about elevation. It's all about making that breakout performance where you had your first six-figure month your new normal. And a lot of people think that they've arrived, so what they do is start changing their team. They start shortcutting. They do all of these amateurish mistakes to try to get more too quickly without building the technical base to own the process that got them to the breakout performance initially. So this is a time where we really need to vet the team for whether or not they have the ability and they have the skills to be able to move forward, whether they have the commitment to be able to do that. We need to make sure that we recover the team because they put 10,000 hours into developing the skill to perform at that level. And then we need to, then we need to duplicate that breakout performance so we actually earn and we own the technical skill to be able to perform at that level. And once we've done that, then we've completed step six, which is elevation. And this is where we actually arrive at the top, where we're now playing with the big boys. We've made it up to the penthouse. We've been welcomed to the club. Well, and I, what I like about this is, you know, we get clear on our vision, where we're going, clarity of purpose. You know, you have the courage uh, to actually start moving ahead. And then, you know, through this process of climbing, reaching that first milestone, that elevation, yeah. you gain capacity. That's and, right. uh, you, you know, it's not only yourself, but it's your team, everyone around you. And, it, and it's really, I mean, there that you're starting to have success. And, and I agree, Jeff, I've seen too many of us as entrepreneurs, we get complacent at that point, or we shift all the chairs on the Titanic type thing, you know, thinking we can, you know, just get that straight up the climb. So it's one or the other. And and if we can take a step back and just continue this momentum, you know, there's a little celebration that should go on as we're hitting milestones. But boy, we're, we're just that new normal. We've just created it. Now we can move forward. That's exactly right. And just one thing, if I could just say here, too, is that a lot of times when people duplicate their six-figure month and they are now uh, accepted into the elite club at the top, you know, I hate to break this to everybody, but the top is not the top. The top is really like a false summit, and a lot of times we believe that once we arrive at the top, then it's going to be easy street. We're going to be able to put it on cruise control, 
but actually it kind of like doesn't work like that. So there's actually two steps above the top, which is mastery and then to become your own champion. Yeah. And it's, and it is one. And, you know, I mean, I see that over and over. I saw, I've sold a number of businesses. I've had some pretty, you know, good successes along the way. You've certainly have had that too. We have a lot of friends and entrepreneurs and athletes that have done that. And, you know, nothing lasts forever. And that you're not, once you're at the pinnacle, there's usually another pinnacle above. All uh, summit. So, yeah, yeah. All summit. Yeah, there's All many the times that we're, we get there and it's like, yes, and oh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but here's a secret. It's like if you know that that's coming, then you're ready for it. See, most of the plans that we have don't take into account the future because we don't know where we are. And if we don't know where we are, how do we predict the future? We kind of like don't, right? So if we have a blueprint that shows us where we are and we know what's coming next, then you're never taken by surprise. And no, that's I, one of the values of the champion's blueprint because you're always expecting what's next because history tells us what it's going to be and history doesn't lie. Well, and the nice thing too is through this process, we're actually making a lot of the future too, which is a real big... Exactly right. Yeah, let's go to seven, uh, adaptation. You know, share with me what seven is. Well, that's adaptation. So... What precedes adaptation is that we've arrived at the top. We're now performing with the big boys or in line with what our original aspiration was. And when we get to the top, uh, it's no longer acceptable for mom and pop to drive you to practice in the station wagon. Only because most people are not prepared for the acceleration of responsibility uh, that you will encounter once you get to that level. And the challenge with that is, is that you only have so much time to prove your merit because there's people that are looking at you because they're very curious about how you got there. And obviously you brought something of high value to be able to get there in the first place. And people are looking at you, not questioning whether or not you had a technical ability to stay there, but do you have the physical, emotional leadership capacity to be able to hold your own at that level of acceleration? Because if you do, then you have people that want to partner up with you that with a snap of the fingers can exponentially catapult your business to a stratospheric level. But you have to make the cut in terms of your ability to demonstrate your leadership to be able to handle that acceleration. So when I talk about adaptation, I'm not talking about adapting into the sea of life with the status quo. I'm talking about adapting up to a higher level of relevance to maintain a leadership role in a rapidly and dramatically changing world. Now, and this is we've all seen this certainly with athletes, you know, upon winning the gold medal and some are prepared and some aren't to take that moment and really run with it and make, you know, life-changing businesses. Same with entrepreneurs that, you know, will hit something that's working well. All of a sudden, everyone around them is noticing it. And, and oftentimes they're not prepared. Well, that's the thing. It, what's tragic about that, John, is that that's 100% preventable. So, for example, with people that I work with, is that I know that when they're in elevation, we have to have the conversation about what adaptation is going to be so that we have an adaptation team in uh, readiness and in position. So once we get there, these people are going to be able to hush in and be able to tutor the person into that role to develop the leadership. So, again, if you don't know where you are and you don't know what's coming, you're in trouble. No, and this is where having a guide along the way can make a big difference. Let's go to number eight, the wave. Yeah, number eight is the wave. Well, this is where you've actually, you have merged your technical skill with your personal leadership. And this is where you have gained the capacity to really understand uh, the game of how you actually succeed. It's actually a process that you learn. 
And at that point, that's where you can pick and choose exactly what aspirations and goals you choose to go after. However, success is not without risk. There's always the risk of success, success intoxication, which I've seen happen to people where they start to overvalue their capacity. They start to take reckless risks with their own lives and with their companies, et cetera. So really, uh, what the prolific performers do, they ride a wave that looks something like this. And at the bottom of the trough, they'll choose their next ambition. And then they'll prepare for it. They'll perform to achieve it. And then on the other side of that, they'll pause on the downside to recover. And then they'll pick, they'll choose, they'll perform, and then they'll pause. So what they do, they ride a wave. And what that does, that extends their productivity at the very time when they have learned the lesson on how to add the most significant number and magnitude of successes to their legacy. Whereas a lot of people, when they get to the top, they want to go for more too fast or they chase every good wave that comes along. And basically what happens, they bury themselves physically or mentally or relationship-wise in the process and can end up throwing everything away. So truly the secret is, is to ride the wave to extend your productivity, longevity, to create the most memorable legacy possible. Yeah, Jeff, and, and being in finance, I can tell you that they also destroy themselves financially. A lot of people yeah. really try to stay on the top of the wave or it's jump classic. to another wave right at the top and don't yeah. take that recovery time and the reflection time. And you know, I've, I've watched uh, some good acquaintances, you know, go through hundreds of millions of dollars and it's uh, painful. yeah, it's, it's, it's painful. unbelievably painful. And, and this is something as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get caught up being a serial entrepreneur and we think, okay, we've had this huge run. We've won the internet lotto or however you, you know, you went public and, you know, you think you're, you know, invincible and, and boy, I've, I've, I've got plenty of stories to tell and, you know, sitting across the table trying to beg people to uh, take advantage of this wave concept. And, and it's, and it's, it, this is uh, to me, I mean, they're all eight are really important, but this, you know, you get to that level and let it slip at that point. It's just, you know, it's so unfortunate. Well, you know, it's tragic, and it, it, just if I can kind of speak to the Champions Blueprint here, the, the reason why the Champions Blueprint has been so effective, and literally, it's the only thing in my life that's never let me down, because the first thing I always do with my clients is I locate the step that they're in, because if I can locate the step that they're in, I know exactly what we need to do to either carry momentum or be able to jumpstart a stall or to be able to thread the needle of a critical situation that absolutely has to go right. And once we develop capacity in that area and we're ready to move forward, I know exactly what the next step is. And since history already tells us what the next step is, we know exactly what we need to be looking for. So we're not taken by surprise. When the brass ring shows up, we know how to grab it. When the pothole shows up, we're looking for it. So we walk around it. And that's the advantage of this. And most people, whether you're CEO or whether you're just beginning to climb, in my experience, are virtually on survival. They don't know where they are. And they don't know what to do to be able to move forward. They're just putting tons of effort and time and energy into the hope that they're going to be able to close the gap by greater will and trying harder. And that hasn't proven itself to be true. I really appreciate you sharing the blueprint with us. I mean, having a map Pleasure. to go on this journey is just so valuable. Let's go to the next segment, Jeff. And it's the book of the day. And you get, you know, among your fellow entrepreneurs, uh, what would you recommend that they read that could help them on this journey? So one of my all-time favorite books is uh, Tim Ferriss' Four Hour Chef. And it maybe, well, Chef, what are you talking about? 
Well, the reason why I choose that, and Tim has done such a great job in that, is that in the very first section, he talks about meta-learning. And, you know, my experience tells me that success is not an accident. It's the very deliberate outcome of very specific act actions that have been consistently applied. And there is a very special place where learning takes place, where we not only learn, but we keep it and we can apply it. And that way we can transcend the habits that are actually holding us back. And that's one of the reasons why I would uh, choose The 4-Hour Chef by Tim Ferriss. And it's, it's a book. I'm going to encourage people to buy it. It's, it's, if you buy it in print, it's a thick book. And you know, why would you know, t you know, two entrepreneurs be recommending a cookbook? It is not a cookbook. It is a learning book. I mean, one of the things Tim is so phenomenal at is learning, and he shares his lesson. Yeah, you know, certainly you get the bonus section of the food, cooking, and all those experiences wow. Tim has that are pretty amazing. But the the, the meta learning I think is uh, great, and a lot of people didn't buy the book. I mean, it's a best selling New York Times best selling book or Amazon best selling book. Uh, I don't think it made the New York Times because he had an exclusive deal with Amazon. Some of the other places didn't want to sell it, but he sold a lot of books, and this is one that is really valuable. Let's go to the next segment. And this is the application of the day. And, you know, Jeff, as you're, you know, using your smartphone and, you know, give me an application that you think uh, would be really useful for your fellow entrepreneurs. Man, yeah, there's only one choice for me, and that's the uh, Waze app. And that's where we're able to see uh, traffic in real time when we're headed between one point and another. And, uh, the reason why that's so valuable is that a GPS doesn't really tell us exactly what's happening. And if we don't know what's happening, then we set ourselves up for perhaps taking a long cut to a destination or when we really need a shortcut. So the Waze app has been certainly one of the most important things that I've developed and found for myself. Yeah, and I, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I remember the first time I didn't follow their advice, how dumb it was. <laughs> how to work out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they say it's blocked ahead, they do. And I mean, and the, the rerouting. And this is, I mean, I'm going to bring it back to the Champion Blueprint. This is really what you do is you're, you give the roadmap, but you also give real-time measurements what's going on. You know, you know, you've actually picked up on that because, you know, a GPS is only between, it's, GPS is like a map quest where you got start and finish. But it doesn't, doesn't tell you what's happening. And that's exactly what the Champion's Blueprint is not. The Champion's Blueprint is actually a wave app because it shows us historically what we can expect in real time along the journey. Because quite honestly, John, it's more likely that the journey is going to take us out of the game than a technical business detail. And most people are really good about detailed plans. But if you can't manage the gap and you can't manage the space to be able to hold your dream in that vessel, then it's very difficult or almost impossible to negotiate life's minefield to be able to manifest your biggest dreams. Because we do know there will be minefields. It could be outside guaranteed. business, regulatory, tax, family, yeah. you know, so many things. That we, we take up the rest of the time just naming them. So this is why it's so important to have re let the market, the real-time adjustments happen. Let's go to the next segment, which is resources. And Jeff, I'm going to pull up your website. And tell us what's available for, you know, the, your fellow entrepreneurs, you know, on the website and how they can learn more about what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. The website is drjeffspencer.com. And on the website, uh, there will be um, uh, many extremely uh, important uh, elements there about uh, how to learn more about the Champion Blueprint. 
what some of the products are that will help people actually be able to learn about and apply the champion's blueprint and the and their life, some of the programs that we'll be doing, and some of the technical um, aspects and some of the tricks of the trade that I've used to be able to share with others to be able to become their own champion. So there's always new things that we're putting up there all the time, and I would certainly uh, invite people to uh, uh, join the process and also get on the um, the uh, the blog list as well. And again, all the for those who are listening, driving the car, don't try to write all this stuff down. You just go to aesnation.com. And it will go ahead and we'll have all that. We'll have everything transcribed because there's so many good insights here. Matter of fact, I'd recommend that you go through all of it. There'll be show notes as well and the uh, links so that you can go to what you need to. Now, let me go to the last segment here. And this is key takeaways. And Jeff, I want to share, I want to just walk through because I want to reiterate what you shared with us because I think it's so powerful. And, you know, this is out of an awful lot of experiences that you've had both personally, yourself as a champion, and the privilege of working with some of the, you know, the most successful uh, athletes in the world and now entrepreneurs. And, you know, starting with a legacy, you know, getting clear what it is that you want to accomplish, putting it number two into a vision that is compelling so that you are getting up excited every day and finishing every day with gratitude that you want to make a difference, having that mindset so that you're know, recognizing that life will intrude. It has in the past and it's likely to happen. You've got that mindset to block off, you know, that not that the, the voice won't tell you that there's some challenges, but that you know that this is just normal to create that base. Number four, that self-assessment, that foundation, you know, in the right team to make that climb together. So wherever you are, take the climb, recognize there's going to be peaks and valleys, those false uh, peaks along the way. So, you know, you're going to develop a lot of street smarts. Uh, Jeff was telling us the market feedback as entrepreneurs were used to this, but then we're going to reach to an elevation and this becomes our new normal. And many of you on this podcast are already at you know, you've, you've reached a number of elevations. You've moved up along the way. Some of you are just getting beginning the climb. Some of you aren't yet clear on the vision, but wherever you are, then you're going to adapt there. You know, you've now hit that level, that milestone. You're ready to take off and you, you reassess your team, what you're doing, where you're going, the vision, and then you ride that wave but you recognize that the waves, you know, they, they go up and they go down. And as you hit that success, make sure to have the recovery period so that you can, you know, catch the next right wave. The, I always look at it that we get to rewrite our professional chapters, you know, turn the page and start and to do it in a way that is meaningful to us and those around us. Jeff, I mean, these are some phenomenal lessons. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing it with our audience. And uh, I'm going to just encourage everyone to go to the show notes, spend some time on this, make sure to check out Jeff's website, get on his blog list, you know, follow what he's doing because he's working with some of the best and you want to be one of the best. Your clients, your future clients, they're counting on you. Don't let them down. We wish you nothing but the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. 
aesnation.com.